Hey everybody, welcome to the 93rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just a quick reminder to check us out on Patreon if you like what we do. Get some cool exclusive benefits, access to our Discord and Livecast. And the, the first band that we're going to talk about is The World is Quiet Here. And The World is Quiet Here is a progressive metal outfit from Wisconsin, featuring our good friend and my former bandmate, Luke Kelly. I had to say it. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> I had, I had to say it. I'm not going to name drop the band, but he was in a, a great project called Zellophilia that we were... Uh, covered a few podcasts um, well, a few years ago. A few years ago. But quite we, a few years we, ago. We've spoken of Lou through he's, the years. So. He, yeah, he's part of the, the Math Core Index lore at this point. So, yeah, Lou Kelly, he's a, is a composer and voice actor and a, a sick metal musician. Yeah, so The World is Quiet here just dropped their new album, Zon, on January 27th via Silent Pendulum Records. And they're putting such a fresh spin on that 2008 melodic and progressive metalcore vibe. This this sounds like it could have been released during like the height of the Sumerian era, basically. Man, it is the definition of progressive. Uh, it is everywhere and in such a beautiful way. Um, it, I was telling Christian before the podcast, it's almost like uh, the, the earlier BT Bam days of the more operatic parts, you know, but it's like through the whole fucking album. Yeah. It, operatic is a very apt descriptor for what Lou Kelly's vocal stylings are like. He really just has that. I mean, first of all, his like vocal register, his speaking voice is like this contrabass. It's like the lowest possible bass that you could get in like a speaking voice. But he has such a, a high head voice too. Like, talk about an incredible range. Those lows that he gets to are almost cartoonish at points, and I don't even mean that in a bad way. It's just like some of the lows. I'm like, is he? fucking around right now or like this is oh, this is what he means to be doing like oh my god like, I, this is, like I, i'm certain that there's like some elements of like a little humor in there maybe yeah, a little bit a little well that definitely that but also just like some element of embellishing that register because it just sounds good you know if you could do that might as well might as well man yeah so we, basically i cannot put enough praise on the vocal chops of, of luke but the rest of the album is also the, rest, the instrumentals, rather, are definitely not to be uh, nothing to snuff at either. They're really, really well performed, super clean, great production, uh, great solos. It's basically like, yeah, BT Bam is a really good a good comparison, just because of like how like lengthy every phrase is. They have like really long mm-hmm. progressive metal riffs and super long songs too, like nine, thirteen minute songs. Um. Uh, there was a, I believe it was a Sumerian band. It didn't last long because the the guitarist and vocalist kind of, uh, or the guitarist was kind of a shithead. But um, what's the thing that uh, controls the weather? They claim what was that? What was oh my god, right? the heart machine. The heart machine, very along this, like <laughs> as far as the gentiness, and then also with a really great, like really good vocal belting out, like like basically operatic. You know, like it brought me to that band mm. with like a little bit of BT Bam in there. But anyway, what's I, so funny? I don't want to get off on a tangent about yeah. the heart machine, but they you knew are like, I knew you were gonna know that they're like a disgraced band because the vocalist. Or not, not the vocalist, the but guitarist. the guitarist. He did all those videos, yeah, those, yeah, live those videos. really cringe videos. You've yeah. seen it on the internet. Go look it up. It's if you want a good laugh, look up the Heart Machine studio videos. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this band really takes me to uh, the like uh, 
they're not really playing uh, anymore, but the human abstract as well. That that start stoppy gentiness. I know you hate that techie techie, but then also just amazing vocals you and know? great solos too. And great solos, yeah, and it just all melded pretty well. So yeah, that, this is that second uh, human abstract album. They really went farther in that. But anyways, it's just uh, yeah, no- nocturne or yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. Uh, I want to say that or digital this, veil, <clears throat> digital veil. Okay. That's the one I'm thinking of. Thank you. Uh, with Christian here, I would say that I probably would have blown past this album if we didn't cover it for the podcast. It definitely kind of went past me. I was just like, eh, I, I don't know, I don't know. But it just took me one track, and I was like, holy fucking shit! And uh, yeah, um, the what is the helical vessels? Hel- mm-hmm. uh, one and two. Yeah, that's just just those incredible. two, just those two pieces yes. could have been just released and on a physical <laughs> media by by themselves. By themselves. Yeah, dude. Um, I would have bought that as a twelve inch, probably. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight two. My one favorite thing on both sides. The helical vessels one, yeah. the beginning the, where the, the, the boom chicka bow wow, you boom chicka out of my notes. Like what the fuck are you talking so about? So good, like, those vocal uh, ad libs. Yeah. So if you're not paying attention, you can be like, Ooh, okay. And it, like I could, I bet you that, that's a thing where it's like you've been listening to the album for a month, and all of a sudden you're walking down the street and day, you're like, wait, what the fuck was that? And you're like, I've been listening to this this whole time. Like it, it was really good. So I'm gonna say that yeah, those ad libs are incredible for and, sure. And then the helical vessels too. I just want to say that the the low register we're talking that Lou does, he gets to this point. Where I'm gonna compare him to Oogie Boogie from fucking <laughs> The Nightmare Before Christmas, and he does it almost like this Southern preacherish kind of styling in a way, like Oogie Boogie does. Motherfucker, Lou, well done. Yeah, well done. It's so good, man. Yes, yeah. you are as impressive as the guitars and the drums in this. I mean, truly uh, a talented vocalist. Okay, I'm done kissing Lou's ass. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but for real though, both part one and two of the Helical Vessels, it just it's, they're both like multi-phased progressive metal epics. Uh, yeah you create what's crazy is you hardly notice that they're fucking like 10 minute songs you know you don't even Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like an hour goes by when you listen to this album because there is not one moment where you're just like not fully engaged with what's happening yep i uh when i was listening to it earlier it was a point where with with the 10 minute track sometimes you could you could kind of go to your phone you're like oh my god are we still on this track but this one this morning especially helical vessels 2 i was jamming it in in my head i was like oh my god it would be so crazy if this would be like the same track and when i was like oh my god it's the same track that is amazing yeah. like it went the other direction where i was like oh my, this makes so much sense like holy fuck it is relentless banger for <laughs> every, 10 minutes like, dude, yeah. exactly every part is obnoxiously good yes like, i cannot i can't yeah. basically keep enough praise on this fucking record this is like already one of my favorite records of 2023 for now, I, I know you noted this too. So um, away from Helical Vessels 1 and 2, uh, my, my favorite track basically were White Sun and the track Moonlighter. Yeah. And the track yeah. Moonlighter, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, band, Lou, um, I'm pretty sure you have like quite a few separate vocalists kind of appearing on yeah, that one. Some vocal it seems like some them. like numerous homies that have really good vocals as well. Yeah. Uh, but I really like that's... <laughs> That's a part where I thought you were really having fun, not in like a goofy way, but like just like fuck it, bring everybody in. We're all singing like that kind of thing. It was really cool. So, yeah, yeah, definitely some excellent vocal features on the end of this album. There's also some really great, just like auxiliary instrumentation. Like they have some good organ parts to sort of drive home that BT Bam comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't like dominate the record or dominate the mix, but they're just they come in at the perfect moments. And then there's like this. I can't remember what song it is. I think maybe it's the ossuary. There's like this like melodic 
atmospheric kind of like breakdown groove happening and then this like digital this like digitized kind of like chiptune pitch comes in like very faintly in the background do you know what i'm talking about i don't know if it's that track but i know what you're talking about super fucking catchy dude yeah i, I keep coming back to that yeah. it, this one there are some like first timers like like there's a there's a lot of like sounds and just like uh approaches to like songwriting here that i'm hearing for the first time or just hearing for, for the first time in a long time uh every like i said every every track just had like my dog ears up like huh yeah like that kind of thing for sure yeah it was great and that's the thing like i looked at this track listing and kind of hearing what the first uh song or two was well the opener was whatever but just hearing the first song or two i'm like the okay. opener is the only one that i'm lukewarm on literally yeah. other every other song is, is is excellent give it a minute blows right past whatever but yeah yeah, I don't want to like get into like the details of every song because there's so many fucking details to unpack here. But yeah, White Sun, Ossuary, Aphelion, Helical Vessels 1 and 2, and the acoustic guitars on the closing track are really nice as well. Mm-hmm. I think Aphelion is my, my favorite track. We should do that one then. Yeah, because it just, the main riff on that song just goes so fucking hard. Like a lot of lot of catchiness there, a lot of groove. Banger ass fucking riff. And when the the harmonies on the clean verses come in, like it's just fucking impeccable, especially the falsettos. And once again, uh, I'll, I'll say it takes me to that uh, that kind of the planetary duality days as well, with yeah. just that too. That uh, w- you know when homie, that, homie really was like. Aah! Like having that eighties well, metal kind of thing, you know, the King Diamond approach, you right, know, like right. it's good. Not only that, but the uh the like the multi phased songs that are one and two movements, you know, they're like or they're like two and three or four movements sometimes. These mm-hmm. they're like pulling a Mars Volta where there's like a, a three part, you know, two part song in an album. It's just like multiple movements in different tracks. You're doing such a disservice by not listening to this whole album, you fucking turds. Yeah, fucking there's really no it. reason to skip. it's like but on that note, it's not a passive listen. Like, I don't think you can really just like put on Zon and just like chill or just, like, <laughs> do stuff in the background. Like, it's like you sit there and like it's it's an active listening mm-hmm. experience. Yep. So we're gonna go ahead and play Aphelion, which is the main track. Uh, what is that? Excuse me, track three from Zon, and that's the new album from The World Is Quiet Here, and that came out on January twenty seventh via Silent Pendulum Records. Here we go.
All right, so that was Aphelion, which is track three from Zahn, which is The World is Quiet Here's new album, which came out back in January, or back in January, Hmm. on January 27th via Silent Pendulum Records. All right, so next we're going to talk about Naraka. And Naraka are a death grind quartet from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we're going way back on this one. We're going back on a number of releases on this episode, actually. I saw the release date. I was like, wow, we are uh, digging deep there. So, uh... I mean... We thought it would be fun to sort of, on this episode, go back and talk about a few things from last year that we missed. So I was going to say, but this one is definitely worth covering. Worth talk- I think that I actually I sent you the link to it, and we just didn't add it to the list for whatever reason, because we, we're goons. Yeah, we, we, we talked about it like uh, via text uh, a month ago. But I want to say, this band, uh, I believe this is the band that just got pressed last year um, through Secret Swarm Records. And I'm pretty sure these uh, these guys are kind of like coming back full force. But this is an extremely good death grind record. It's pretty and much perfect death is, grind. Yeah. Yes, I would say this is a perfect melding of like cephalic carnage meets like early pig Piggy destroyer. Day. You know, yeah. and it's like, it, and and the thing is, like with this kind of like death grind kind of aspect, like I want to say that with as many tracks as they have you blow through this album and each track really has its own identity you know yeah um, i really don't think it they yeah you know, each like none of the songs sound alike like I, I really like each one i'm just like oh bam 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 going through it and i i really enjoyed listening to this uh, uh album i would like to say the one the one go ahead sorry. no no go ahead go ahead i just want to say the one theme that i recurring thing that i see along in most of their songs is the kind of like grid link discordance access melodic like riffing, you know, tremolo picking. The tremolo picking. I hear what you're saying there. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, the vocalist has some amazing, like snarly, kind of gurgly-ish kind of like vocals. But then even that low growl that he throws in there every once in a while, like the sludgy, like almost like a slammy kind of like. There's growl. a good variety of vocals, and I think that's due to the fact that multiple members are contributing vocals on this album as well. Thank you. Did not know that. Yeah. I, I, I did not know that until I looked at the credits literally last night and it seems like everyone contributes to like the writing process. Well, and- there, I guess there are parts where it's like the, there's the kind of backup vocal. Like I, I kind of hear that. Like I know that at least there's two vocalists, but I didn't know like there's a separate person completely probably tossing in those lows. And that makes sense because it is from fucking, you know, I, I can verify that in a second, but yeah, it's looking, but yeah, man, this is super good though. Like, what I also really enjoyed about it is that they take heavy inspiration from like anime and manga and uh, TV and movies and just like media in general. And there's a lot of inserts too for like, I think basically every song has an insert, right? It's pretty fucking rad. <laughs> it's really like insert driven or sample driven, if you will. Like there's a lot of, if you like stuff like Kill Whitney Dead or just, just, just like the general MySpace 2003 to 2008 vibe of using a lot of samples from movies and shit, then you'll, you'll probably be into this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there multiple vocals? Yeah. yeah, so it does seem like everyone is contributing strings, artwork, lyrics, vocals, percussion, blast, synths, vocals, yeah, vo- uh, vocals, themes, and lyrics. Wow. Yeah, it seems at least like three of the members are contributing vocally, so. Yeah, that that's sick. That definitely adds a lot of diversity. It's really cool that they uh, sort of take turns mm-hmm. doing that. Overall, though, gr- really grimy, fucking great release, man. Yeah, I don't really have like an incredible like anything incredibly inspired to say about this but it's this is good like if you like if you like death grind you should definitely be listening to this band silly and rail was a big highlight for me definitely a bit of a mosher with those lumbering breakdowns ditto ditto yeah that one really hits 
Headless Nazarene was pretty brutal as well with the main riff. That's probably one of the nastiest riffs on the fucking album. <laughs> like one of like just one of my favorite riffs, like Death Grind riffs, um, on that album. Creep Show Tabernacle is a banger as well. Loving that like MySpace ass like fast chug sequence in the middle of the track. Yeah, dude, there are some <laughs> parts that really just you know makes me want to pick up some change and fucking throw around a little bit there, man. That, that part in particular though is just such a, a throwback of a sound though it really just reminds me of just like scoping for, for random bands on myspace <laughs> you're like oh shit this is a breakdown yeah <laughs> a little minor third riff in there you know um, that's all you needed in the track was fucking amazing you know yeah yeah this was good uh, i definitely enjoyed it i think we should probably give them uh, silly and rail it seems like that's the one we both agree on right yep, let's do that one cool so we're gonna go ahead and play for you silly and rail which is track five from Narika's new album, Nemesis Cloak. And Nemesis Cloak, actually didn't put that in my notes, came out on July 1st. Here we go. Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. Yep. Let's get ready. Switch me on. So that was Cillian Rail, which is track five from Nemesis Cloak, which is Naraka's new album that came out back in July. So next we're going to talk about American Standards. American Standards are a mathcore band from Phoenix, Arizona, and they just dropped their new EP, Dopamine Dealer, on... They're going to drop their new EP... By the time that podcast comes out, yep. it'll be, you know. Yeah. yeah. By the time this podcast drops, Dopamine Dealer will be up. And um, we covered the band a few times in the past. They sort of have had uh, a tragic history, just a, a bit of a backstory on them. They had a, a guitarist, I believe, who passed away, who was like one of the main songwriters. So I think that they sort of had a, a bit of a slump, but they, you know, all of them wanting to keep the band going have. Uh, you know, they're, they're still they're still around mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they're back with their new EP and um, I gotta say I, I don't want to like be too critical of the production but that definitely I feel like was up, sort of holding back the quality of this EP a bit I would like to say that as well absolutely I did really enjoy to say something positive the tourist that, that was definitely a standout track for me 
my favorite that little rap part in there it, you got it exactly that guest feature really like made it for me that was that was really like refreshing to hear some like a bit of hip hop elements uh thrown into that and not like in a way that where it feels like shoehorned you know it was like really seamlessly like put into that track like very very thoughtfully and again the feature is just like nailed too so agreed um I did feel like the dealer, however, was severely lacking by comparison. Like that was the one where I felt like it was a bit shaky, and again, the production was kind of like it's got a nice kind of southern rock groove to it, you know. Like that's but. true, that's true. But it's just like the, I think the part specifically where I was like, uh, the like the, yep. that that's where I could kind of hear it sounding a bit a, a bit tinny. I think. When that came in, I realized, I was like, I think I'm kind of good on this. Like, you know, um, but I, I would like to say even just like the dealer uh, doesn't start as strong as well. The tourist is really the the one that I that, gra- that grabbed me there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, Nate's just killing me in the chat right now with his reactions. Um, so, yeah, I think we should obviously just give him the dealer, right? Yeah. No, uh, the, the tourist, right? Excuse me, the, the tourist. Yeah. Got to get that little rap in there. You know? Yeah, I agree. So we're going to go ahead and play for you The Tourist, which is track three from Dopamine Dealer. And that's the new EP from American Standards that's coming out on February 3rd. Here we go. When the dust settles, what will we say? Try to drug to the violent gang. The white claim, what lives on? Have to pick into the past life. Guide into yourself, bitch.
All right, so that was The Tourist, which is track three from American Standard's new EP, Dopamine Dealer, and that's coming out on February 3rd. So next, we're going to talk about A Knife in the Dark. And A Knife in the Dark are a metalcore band from North Carolina featuring members of The Burning Wind. And if you're familiar with how just ferocious and unrelenting the burning wind are, then you're definitely going to enjoy a knife in the dark. It's, it's basically just the same. I think it's the same vocalist and guitarist, possibly the drummer, uh, just under a new moniker, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Some relentless hardcore going on here, man. Uh, they they uh, they released two separate kind of EPs within this last you know 365 days. Yeah. Uh, and holy both fuck, both of they, them quality. Both quality. Uh, this last one though specifically, it's got some beef behind it. A little more, you know, a little more girth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Girth. Right. Definitely. Right, yeah, yeah. Thick, it's it's, thick, it's girthy. You know, moist. Yeah. It's 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 a real it's a thick boy, and. Uh, this is like one of the the nastiest bands in metalcore right now. Like, I don't want to get too insufferably nerdy about their genre classification, but this is like some next level technical hardcore that rivals bands like Chamber, uh, and in a way that you could certainly describe it as mathcore, and that it is technical metalcore. You know, there's something in the water in North Carolina these fucking last man. ten years. Something about that. Yeah, they're this band is fucking good. I mean, and. Con- that's all to say that their control of rhythm is really something else, man. Like mm-hmm. they, the way that they switch so seamlessly between tempos, and there's like this constant seamless push and pull uh, that is like accelerando and retardando that really gives their music a kind of like a woozy and disorient, you know, disorienting effect. And it basically always feels like you're about to hear the heaviest breakdown of your entire life. Yeah, um, I mean, just to, yeah, it's uh, it's like my- an anticipation. Throughout every track, you know, in my head, it's basically a hate five, six live uh, set <laughs> at all times, you know, just there's crowd killers, people fucking just throwing flying down through the air. Flying yeah. There. yeah, dude. I mean, it's uh, it, it, these three tracks, these these three tracks specifically, they put me in a good place, man. Um, I sent this to Christian uh, uh, and he, he had already heard it uh, like before, but uh, this was just one before it was even on the list where I sent it to him and he's like, yeah, man, this one fucking goes hard. So and honestly, uh, I, I mean, it's it's really, you know, not uh, math core, blah, 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 but it is uh, it's a ripper and you need to know about it it's kind of like the nakara I, I feel like like where it just we need to embrace this this album and let, and let everybody know about it you know yeah math core index is is wont to embrace adjacent things that are bangers and mm-hmm. this is this is certainly one of them uh out of the three what's the what's the... oh definitely that first track for sure oh see i'm i'm on track two inherent fault that that's just the mosher i feel though yeah um which one is Inherent Fall? Is that the last one? No, the uh, second. The second, second one? It, yeah. Definitely. That's a good track, but it's just like, it's over too short for me. It is. That's the thing. It's just like, it's there to fucking slam you in the face and then you're done. Yeah. Self-Destruction Calls is the one that, that really stuck with me. And again, it's just because of how well they control the rhythm in that track. He's got that spoken word kind of part two. Like again, yeah, it's all, yeah, it's good. So yeah, we're going to listen to uh, Self-Destruction Calls, which is track one from One Way Needle. And that came out on July 22nd. I just want to say, I'm surprised that this band is not already on Closed Casket or Pure Noise. I would, yeah, I, I, I that don't, should happen in the next year for them. I actually looked through everybody's uh, roster like when this happened because I was like, there were, who? Like, also, there's um, there's like a few labels out in North Carolina where I'm surprised you guys haven't picked up on these guys yet. So yeah, chop chop. Let's let's let's, let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
All right, so that was Self-Destruction Calls, which is track one from One Way Needle. And that's A Knife in the Dark's new EP that came out back in July. What a fucking banger. So next, we're going to talk about Cohort B. And Cohort B are a mathy post-punk band from Queens, New York. And that's maybe even pigeonholing them a bit. And back in May, they released their EP, 1001 Lukewarm USA. And again, going super far back for this one, but it just like, it needed to be covered because it's just, it's fucking quality. And I got to just, first of all, shout out Fantano for recommending something in my lane that I actually was not aware of. This is definitely a, some math core adjacent shit where we should acknowledge it. Uh, very, very well. And even just from the area they're, they're coming from, but very show me the body in a way, you know, no, kind of, I mean, on the same sort of like level that they're both uh, in the respect that they're both playing like post-punk driven sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're way more angular and like mathy and just like more chaotic. And it's more like more like what I enjoy personally from, a you know, I'm a bit biased, obviously, but yeah, I prefer the sound to show me the bodies. Mm. Suffice to say, I think this is way more in, in my, uh, in, in my lane again. <laughs> It's, I can't it's, stop saying in my lane. It's very. It, this is very fun and very refreshing. It's uh, so good. You know, so yeah. You know, every track just offers something different too. Like the first track is a bit more of like this like chaotic mathy number, and then the second one, dog bite, is kind of more of like a foot, you know, a stomping kind of a four uh, to the floor number. That is the one kind of that's a little more show me the body, but dog bite is my favorite track. God, I that love one the grabs me. Yes. Yeah, it really grabs me too. The vocals on it are so just like sassy and just like mm-hmm. in your face and kind of explosive and. Just like raw punk in the same way. I really appreciate this band because I feel like them they're kind of on the same thing that Soul Glow is doing, where they're just like putting this great, aggressive, fresh spin on on punk and then combining it with so many other different things. Like this is really rather genre-defying, actually. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, promise in what this band is doing. It's it's fucking good, man. I really really enjoyed this. This is this is another one. I if I without the the podcast, this would have blown past me. I would have never known about it. Basically, yeah, totally. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we covered it. Yeah, because you, if you enjoy like again, I hate, hate I hate to keep saying post punk, but yeah, if you enjoy post punk, this is like some of the best out there right now. It's like a more aggressive version of like Squid or Show mm. Me the Body. Mm. Squid too. Forgot about that. Yeah, Squid's got some riffs, by the way. They don't really play in too many odd meters, but their their shit is like super fucking good. And in the, also in the way that they kind of embrace that like David Byrne, <laughs> like David <laughs> Byrneism, you know, the vocals, you know. Yep. So, I think we should give them the first track. Yeah, well, yeah we've right? been talking about Dog Bite. Let's give them something else. Yeah, I mean, I think Dog Bite is definitely a standout. But if you want. I mean, the first track is definitely the uh, the track for the podcast. Sorry, I'm looking at what it's called right now. So I didn't finish my notes on this one. So we're going to go ahead and play for you This Is Traffic, which is the first track from Cohort B's new EP, or <laughs> their EP from last year, 1001 Lukewarm USA, and that came out in May of 2022. Here we go.
Right, so that was this is traffic, which is track one from Cohort B's EP one thousand and one Lukewarm USA, and that came out last year in May. Again, going way back, but it fucks. What can I say? You had to know about it. So last we're gonna talk about Vantana Row. And Vantana Row are a hip hop cybergrind duo from Pacifica, California. And they just released their new two-song EP, Fiverr, on January 26th. And along with, I hate to just name drop in the middle of, or the beginning of this description, but along with Death Trippa and Void Dweller, this is like the very best of cybergrind hip-hop crossover, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, Van Tanner Row is a very unique two-piece. Uh, if you are unaware of Van Tanner Row, the, their music is exactly what Christian described, but there is a special niche with them that through this, I would like, I would say through 2020 to 2023, a lot of bands are now copying and taking their idea, but they were so ahead of their fucking time. But what Van Tana row is, and you can kind of tell from the name, but basically they would just pull up, uh, and they still do, but you know, once again, people are taking that idea, but they, they, they literally perform in a small van, not a big touring van. Like I mean, just a basic van sometimes. I mean, fuck, maybe they had a minivan at one point, but they'll just pull up, open that door. There's a drum set in there and then, uh, some, a vocalist and that's basically it, but it's just, it's, and the instrumentals are, are like programmed or whatever, or back yeah. lines rather, I should say, uh, Vantana Row pulled up and performed, uh, for 2018, uh, Mathcore Index Fest 2 in Oakland. 2019, so, actually. 2019. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, oh, right, right, it would be 2019, which was so sick. Like, yeah. uh, fully embraced that. Like, I fully was like, definitely come. Yep. So In- invited that. <laughs> but now, but in in all of your fe- your your Instagram feeds and everything, you know, you've seen 
other bands that now pull up and play in buses and hemorrhage. Yeah. Like hemorrhage. Yeah. But remember Van Tanero was basically the OGs of that idea. And They've been doing this shit for yeah. ever. Dude. And they really did never get like the, the, the specific like love. I feel like, like no. hemorrhage is getting and like, they'll be like, look at this band playing out his vehicles. Like, look at this band has been playing out his vehicle this whole time. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. So. People like don't fucking take them seriously, man. Like it's, it's a, it's a tragedy because their music is really like, genre defying and i want to say it's like brilliant like it's it's brilliant like for forever is like i i go back to that still to this day i just listened to it yesterday and like bought the fucking the forever um the 7-eleven shirt the (laughs) 7-eleven vantana row shirt but yeah man it's like they really are just like pushing boundaries so hard with what they do like really bringing together hip-hop and cyber grind and like kind of like punky stuff together super seamlessly and they're they're ahead of their time for sure mathcore index and screamo index both definitely give vantana row love and you should too give them a little you know by by the by the album yeah if you enjoy the cp that we're about to play or the the song um from the cp definitely go back and listen to their 2016 full length that's i think that's their best stuff ultimately Mm -hmm. vagina was also pretty good too um just looking at their discography here I think is it sicken? Yeah, sicken was fucking. That was good. Sicken is pretty good too, but yeah, the uh, the one from twenty sixteen forever is pretty good. VX row also. Yeah, man, they've got so much good shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just a fat discography that goes all the way back to to twenty fifteen. So, uh, out of the two tracks, which one do you think we're gonna play? The first one. Word. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Fiverr parenthetical title crust. And uh, that's off Vantana Row's new EP, Fiverr, that came out back in January. Here we go. Initially, you become angry, and then you become... That shit is so fucking hype, dog. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, if if you enjoyed that, I really want to compel you to go back and give Vantana Row um, a good a good look. Look at their discography because I feel like they are criminally underappreciated for like just how good they are. 
And it's like they don't get taken seriously because they're people in a van. Or they didn't get taken seriously because they are playing out of a van. And now it's like that is the hot fucking thing. And it, it, at least in 2022. Yep. And they're still doing it. Still and now it's like it. people are like, oh, we're going to play a show. You know, playing a show in an X place is like the... Yeah, the, kind of the, bring the, it back the hype. What's up, Denny's thing? Yeah, you know, for sure. Really coming back full circle for Absolutely. sure. But it's like y'all are dumb. You've been sleeping on the fact that doing shows in weird places has always been hype. Yep, it's always been hype. Well, like, what the fuck? I I I, I really hope that uh, I would really love to be somebody listening to the podcast right now that has not heard Vantana Row until now. And I just want to say, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, for sure, Marcos. TikTokisms drive just drives bizarre fucking creative just content that is bait you know yeah. bait bait content is like what is like fifty percent of the internet now yep like some bands literally base their entire internet presence off doing nothing but just trolling their their followers and it's divisive but some people love it but yeah Vantana Row man super underappreciated and uh, so do we close out the track yet or are we just still uh, we didn't close it out fully. Are we we still just kept kind of ranting and raving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So uh, <laughs> that was uh, Fiverr, which is track. I just want to like go and listen to Forever again right now. Honestly, after hearing that, because their shit is just that hype. Um, so that was Fiverr, which is track one off Fantana Rose's new EP, Fiverr, and that came out back in January. Well, shit. I guess we're done. That was a quick podcast. Uh, but before we wrap this up want to thank everybody in the chat for sticking around and hanging out love you very much and uh to all of our listeners out there we love you too thank you for listening to the podcast again for another good year this is the first this is the first podcast of it is of this year yep or no i guess we no, did wait. one did we do one last month i guess we did do one month last or did we i fucking love cannabis <laughs> for that reason. i tell you what brother i tell you what man but um yeah if you if you liked what you heard do us a favor Go leave us five stars on Spotify and share it. Tell another music nerd. And um, yeah, if you're also on Facebook, join the fucking Math Corinix community group because there's a lot of homies in there and uh, a lot of good networking opportunities as well, I think, if you are like a touring musician or whatever, an underground touring musician, let's say. That's it. Yep. I guess that about wraps it up for the 93rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And... We'll be back again in a couple weeks with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. <laughs>